You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Hello and welcome to another episode of The People's Wrestling Podcast. Of course, I am your host, Ali Bunker. And of course, again, I'm joined this week by Aiden. Aiden Bunker. Aiden, how are you? I'm all right. Been driving some trucks around today. I've been fucking driving non-stop today. Up in Barnsley. Yeah. How was that? Good? It was all right. Good fun. It was a little bit easier than than you'd think, um, especially the, the small little one. Um, it was all right. It's also slightly terrifying, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, Aiden works for Mercedes trucks. That's why he's driving trucks around. It's not just something he does for a hobby. Got to drive my first Mercedes car today. No. Well, actually yesterday. Drove it all the way up and then drove some Mercedes trucks. I also drove a um, Mitsubishi Fuso, which is something else we own. Right. No idea what that is. It's a small, small seven seven half ton truck. Tiny. It's the second one that I sent you, the smaller one. All right, that's Mitsubishi. All right. Uh, also joined this week by Matt Bumby. Matt, how are you? I'm good. All good. Speaking of driving, you've got yourself a new car this week. It's a new car day. Yes, it is. <laughs> Got a nice little Vauxhall. Um, yeah, I'm the only one who's not got anything new to share. Oh, I went on holiday. That was great. But yeah, that's, that's not, nothing, that's that's not nothing new. new, is it? No, it's not. rarer when you're here. Always on holiday, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Looked like you had a good time, though. Did have a good time. It was great. Loved it. Shame. Did you have any, uh, did you have a little bit of the bubbly? No, I didn't have any bubbly at any point. Woo! <laughs> a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> It was, um, I wish I'd known about it while we were in Split because it was considerably cheaper. It was considerably cheaper. <laughs> um, but no, in Dubrovnik it was not cheap. We're talking £30 a bottle for Prosecco. Um, and in Mostar, which is in Bosnia, and, and in Kotor, which is Montenegro, they weren't actually people. So. No bubble. I'd like to imagine all the confusion. What from why you were unable to keep up with yeah with wrestling things of just me and Matt sending all of these videos and <laughs> things of Chris Jericho who has once again taken the wrestling world by storm <laughs> yeah it was something stupid um there was some really funny ones though. I like the the Batista one was quite good um I like the my Elvis... favorite one is the Brock Lesnar one <laughs> yeah that was ridiculous I like the Elvis Presley one yeah. Uh, or the um, uh, oh, what was it Mambo Mambo number five yeah is that the one yeah that was a good one <laughs> it was I was just surprised how they just kept coming with all I just I was trying to think of one that I would do if I knew how to I, just, I couldn't think of any and yeah there was just non-stop just bubbly 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 <laughs> Um, um, right, okay, let's crack on with the with the show. Um, I just turn out. Have you seen Matt Hardy's uh, parody of the losing the belt? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> no, I haven't. He goes to the Longhorn Steakhouse, doesn't he? And he comes out and he's talking to the camera, and then he's he's like, he goes, "Oh, hang on a minute," and he's like, pulls up his shirt and his belts disappear from his trousers, and he's like, "He tried to steal my belt." <laughs> 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 and then he comes out and he's like Ruby where's my limo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, speaking of speaking of um, AEW and uh, Jericho losing that title, winning and then losing it, um, but not literally, in the but not in the wrestling sense. Yeah, I've not seen it. Anybody seen it? All nope. of it? Seen all, all out? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, any good? It was like it was all right. I think for me, it's probably the weaker of the three main ones they've had so far. So all in and fight a fest and. Um, or double or nothing. Double or nothing. Yeah. Um, it had a ladder match. Lucha Lucha Bros. Young Bucks as mental. So I've heard. Good. So I've heard a lot of people say that is the best ladder match that they've ever ever seen. Uh, I, I find that really know. hard to believe. And I've not seen it, so I can't really comment. But could it really be better than some of the other? Stick it in and stick it in a WWE ring, and people wouldn't say that. Yeah, it was really good. It was a very very good ladder match. I don't know. If they tried I'd... to kill each other by it. I don't know if I'd rate it as high as, say, the triangle ladder match from WrestleMania 2000 slash 16. Mm. Um, but it was still very, yeah, it's still definitely up there. There was just a couple moments where it was like, ooh. Like, there was one really, there was, well, there was two really bad moments. Um, one which could have, could have been a lot worse and one which was horrible. But there was one where... Um, um, Matt Jackson there was a really cool moment I don't know if you've seen any clips of from it I've seen the the main clip you know the one that of them doing the um, was it the Canadian, Canadian destroyer. destroyer through the table off the ladder yeah that was that was like perfectly executed yeah um, there's, no, there's a cool moment where um, Matt Jackson and Pentagon are at the top of the ladder they're both just doing the traditional punch 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 kind of thing Matt Jackson just takes off Pentagon's mask <laughs> Pentagon likes to cover his face and drops to the floor yeah. and I don't think that Matt's going to win it um, but then, what's his name? Uh, Phoenix comes in, pushes Matt off the ladder. Um, but to the point, where he pushes it so hard that the ladder goes from under Matt, and Matt just lands directly on the ladder while Ooh. the ladder's on its side, like flat on his back. It looks oh, fucking shit. horrible. Um, so that was a bit iffy. And then the other one, have you seen the other one from Nick? You haven't seen the other no. one from Nick. So basically, Nick Jackson was in the middle of the ring, about to win. Lucha Brothers push him off the ladder to two tables that are set up on the outside, but. Ladder's a bit, is not far enough over, so um, you can see as as the ladder falls, he kind of realizes and tries to adjust, catches his feet on the top rope, and then just like crashes through the nearest table to the ring, like completely misses the the mm. far table, but like barely makes it, wow. like smacks his arms through it, his arms get all cut up, and mm. like like he it's very similar to something he did a couple like sometime last year, but yeah, he nearly died again um, and some people have said that they thought that he was going to try and land on the rope and bounce and do a, like a flip through the table but that why, wouldn't make any sense do that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so yeah it was very scary so who won Lucha Bros oh interesting uh, how about the rest of the show so uh, Jericho beat Hamman Page which I think was a bit of a shock for a lot of people it was and I'll tell you what um, the Judas Effect elbow mm. it, completely smashed it out of nowhere and the crowd went mental for it yeah for for all of it's kind of like it seemed like a joke and it was a bit of an anti-climax of his one but Kenny Omega came out of nowhere against Hangman Page and the crowd like went nuts did he do it when he was jumping off the top rope no no I think I think he Hangman Page was going for his buckshot lariat where he flips over the rope and goes for the clothesline yeah. I think that's what he was oh, going for because I've only seen a still of it so I, I didn't know where he was jumping from I've seen him in mid-air um, and Jericho's about to do it 
There was one cool moment where Hangman Page did a um, shooting star press to the outside from the apron and Jericho reversed it into a code breaker. That was really cool. Sounds good. Um, but, yeah, it was all right. It was just like, you could tell it was the first real instance of, um, of uh, in AEW anyway, that the crowd were kind of dead by the end. Makes um, a change. Oh, it'll be on here. Just getting the old YouTube out. <laughs> there's a moment right at the start where Hangman Page fucks up trying to get out of the ring <laughs> oh here it was it was in a backslide that was it yeah and he wins it from there Jericho also got cut open as well. well cut open, he bladed. But oh, did he? Yeah. But yeah, it was okay. It was alright. So how are we feeling about AEW then? Obviously, the uh, weekly TV shows is on the horizon. Um, are we thinking? Are we excited? Are we going to watch it for a start? Do we know how to watch it? It's on ITV, right? ITV four, isn't it? Four. Yeah. I'll keep an eye out for it. I'll probably have it on Series Link to begin with. And Any we'll... idea what time of evening it'll be? Oh, it'll be midnight yeah time. it'll be the same time as Raw really I would imagine yeah because it's a bit late isn't it yeah yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit up and watch it live but I'll probably put it on series link try out a couple episodes see what happens fair enough um right Matt what were your thoughts on um All Out did you enjoy the show have you seen it all I don't know so I didn't watch it oh okay <laughs> Um, did not watch it I just really struggle with AEW like if it if it was a WWE event and I heard the, all these rave reviews I'd be like right I need to watch it right now but for some reason I just don't <laughs> and I just don't get it but, but I feel like they've got like three or four matches that are amazing and then the rest of it is pretty shit well I wouldn't particularly I, I wouldn't particularly say any of it is shit like I I haven't sat through a match and thought, oh, this is really bad. Mm. Um, but there was a few moments, especially more so throughout this show, where the crowd were a bit quiet. Where was it? Um, Chicago. Oh, it was back in Chicago. Yeah. yeah here is quiet Chicago crowd. <laughs> Notoriously quiet. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, like, Omega Pack was good. Yeah. And did Pack win that match? Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, because I heard something about Ken- Kenny Rager being <laughs> on a bit of a losing yeah, streak. Yeah, the storyline they're going for is mm. Kenny's kind of lost, lost since... Since coming to America. Le- since leaving, yeah, leaving Japan, basically. Yeah. He can't find his touch. Um, uh, yeah, it was good. There was a couple of little mistakes in it. It felt like they were kind of were rushed a little. Um, and Cody and Sean Spears was all right. Arn Anderson gave one. Tully Blanchard a spine buster, which was quite cool. Um, Cody won, obviously. Cody won. Mm. And there was one moment... Oh, and Cody's I, now going to be the number one contender, right? Cody's now the number one contender, mm. which, when they say wins and losses matter, makes sense because he's not lost yet. Yeah. Um, of course he hasn't lost. He's booking that shit. But um felt really bad for Farrow, Cody's dog. Right. Because they did some, they did some kind of weird entrance thing where... DDP was uh, walking throughout backstage. No, Brandy was walking throughout backstage with the dog. 
And, uh, Why has she got a dog with her? Because they always bring their dog to the show for some reason. And um, DDP came along, and then um, MJF came along, but they're all wearing like Star Trek gear. Cody was then also wearing Star Trek gear. So Cody's out on the ramp, and you can see them in the... Because Cody's going to pick one of them to be in his corner. Um, so you can see all three of them kind of standing in like the tunnel, because you know, they have this, two, this stage with two sides and stuff like that. So you can see them in the tunnel. And when Cody gets on the stage, all these fireworks start going off, and that the dog just starts shitting itself. Um, not literally, hopefully. No, not literally, <laughs> but in that, like... Um, like, it's on a leash, obviously, but, like turns around and it's like like trying to get away it's like hiding and having to kind of like drag him out and he comes up to Cody and he's a bit kind of like oh yeah I know you but then he's like terrified trying to walk down to the ring and I felt really really bad um, and then yeah he ended up picking MJF to be his guy so there was no really point there's no point in that whole thing but apparently like Brandy didn't know about the fireworks and she was really pissed with Cody really yeah yeah, well, yeah dogs don't like fireworks I don't especially when they're literally standing 10 <laughs> foot away from <laughs> yeah. them yeah yeah dear well I mean, if that happened in WWE, people would be like, I'm cancelling my subscription because I've got a dog. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? Um, right, let's move on from that now. So, AEW, I'll, I'll try and give it a watch um, at some point. Yeah. Maybe, I just, watch maybe just the main. Watch the last three matches and you'll, you'll be fine. Cool. Especially, I'll, I want to watch the ladder Watch the ladder match. match. Yeah. If you watch only one, watch the ladder match. And now you've seen the ending to the Jericho <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah, basically yeah, but I don't really want anyway. So, it seems like the more interesting thing was after that match anyway. So... <laughs> Based on what the internet's been talking about. Uh, right, let's move on from that then. So, WWE, one little bit of news. I don't know if you guys have caught up on this, actually, because I've only just seen it, but um, 205 Live is moving to NXT. Yeah, I saw this. No, I haven't seen that. Not seen that. Um, and the Cruiserweight title is moving there as well. Yes, the Cruiserweight title as well is moving to as an NXT title now. So, um, because SmackDown's moved to Friday nights, um, and NXT, obviously, their TV deal... The cruiserweights will now be on NXT. A good move, I think, for them. Yeah, it should have been that way in the first place. Really, mm. it it should have been its own show, really, like it is. But it should have always been from Full Sail under the NXT banner, yeah, at least, or yeah, at the Full Sail University. So I think it's a good move, and they've just announced that. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but I only saw it about two hours ago. So <laughs> yeah, I think it was today because I only saw it like before we came on yeah and I think I think it's a good idea I think can't see yeah, can't sense. see a negative especially with um, NXT expanding to two hours so yeah, yeah exactly they're going to need all the people they can get right okay let's crack on with the main crux of the episode then. so we had a bit of a chat didn't we uh, earlier on in the week about what we could do for this episode we didn't want to just do a normal Raw Smackdown rundown and then some predictions for Sunday's pay-per-view we thought maybe we can have a topic and that topic that we've plucked out of thin air is Four women who are at, currently at the top of their game and are currently pretty much at the top of the card. Um, almost. Bailey, Dana Sasha Banks, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch, otherwise known as the four horsewomen. Um, they were all involved in a... They're currently all involved in the same storyline on the main roster, which is probably the first time that's happened, isn't it, since since NXT. Um, so, you know, they're causing... They're, causing uh, they're making a lot of waves, making headlines and for probably mostly good reasons, so you know it makes sense to maybe talk about them for a bit. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest here. It was all my idea. It was your idea. Yeah, you're right. Well, we've plucked this out. Of, uh, <laughs> I I thought of it. I like to make it sound like we're a you know, united front. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I just thought seeing as I was watching the tag match and thought um, I, I couldn't think of any other time where all four of them had been even in the ring at the same time. Well, no, obviously we came closer at um, WrestleMania 32, didn't we? With a triple threat. Yeah. Bailey was still in NXT at that point. Um, but yeah, since since then... Um, we've had things like there was a fatal four-way the following mania with Nia Jax instead of Becky Lynch because yeah, exactly. she was on SmackDown. So, um, and like, I know Royal Rumbles, Royal Rumble matches, they might have all been in at one, one point or another, but... Um, actually, no, they wouldn't. No, because Charlotte wasn't in the first one. Sasha wasn't in the second one. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I just thought. I then I looked it up, and yeah, there's the first time they'd even been in the same ring, like let alone it was all part of one intertwining story. So how did how do we feel about? Um, and we'll get onto how we feel about each of the individual members of the uh, of this group a bit later, because I'm sure there's two people here who have pretty strong opinions about two of the people that we'll be talking about. Um, isn't that right, Matt? Isn't that right, Aiden? Um, but how do we feel about this storyline? Maybe. <laughs> how do we feel about this storyline playing out now? A lot of people have been clamouring for this to happen, but they want it to happen on the big stage. They want it to be WrestleMania. People want a fatal four-way WrestleMania yeah. main event or whatever. Obviously, we've not, we've not got that. They're not all in a rivalry directly against each other right now there's there's Sasha versus Becky and Bailey versus Charlotte and then a bit of Bailey and Becky with you know the Sasha feud and whatever and obviously in Ron Raw they were in a tag team match um, with Becky and Charlotte teaming but they're not actually all involved in one feud are they it's two feuds which involves everyone basically um, so I don't think we're going to lead to that anytime soon but a lot of people want to see it but I don't think it needs to happen now. No, I wouldn't say it needs to happen now. Obviously, if there was a time for it to happen, Mania's as good a time as any. Mm. Um, but yeah, also, we're quite I mean, a, also a lot of people were talking about the Four Horsemen being a team for a WrestleMania against Ronda Rousey and, yeah. and Shayna Baszler. Which I, I'm not interested in seeing, to be honest. I never have been. Um, especially as a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's always a match that I would want to see, just purely for kind of the story and the build and the video package they could do. Mm. Um, I'd also have found it'd be great. It would be a really good match. Yeah, which is what we got in the tag match was a really good match this week. It was a good match. I yeah, just it felt, could have been better. I felt at times it, it just felt really sloppy. It was a little clon- clunky. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose when you when you think about it, like Sasha and Charlotte probably haven't worked each other for about three years at this point, or you know, two and a bit since Charlotte left. To be fair, though, the amount of times they face each other, they should yeah. just have like this telepathic understanding. I mean, it? like yeah, it's like Becky and Sasha is probably the least common. Yeah, exactly. Uh, or maybe Becky Bailey. Becky Bailey, yeah. But so, um, yeah, it's, it, it was a little bit clunky at, at times, but it was still good. Um, the crowd chanted this is awesome so I don't know what more you want I know they don't do that very well five stars in the Tokyo Dome um, so yeah I've <laughs> forgotten what the point what the question was <laughs> you properly petered out at that point <laughs> I just forgot what the, what the question was <laughs> I'm going to be controversial go for it it's I don't like, want to see a battle like four way why not <sighs> honestly because I feel that two of them are of a lot better standard than the other two. I'm assuming you're referring to Becky and Charlotte. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I know where you're coming from with that, uh, and I think we all, we're all we all aware of your opinion of Sasha Banks. Much like Aiden, we're all aware of your semi-recently founded opinion of Bailey. Um, I don't think it's particularly fair to say that Sasha Banks and Bailey aren't on Becky and Charlotte's level. I think, character-wise, Sasha's probably up there with both of them. In-ring-wise, Sasha can go. Um, I'd put, you know, and we'll come on to like, rankings later, but I'd put her up there with them. Um, I just think, I think it'd be yeah, a, bit, a little bit remiss to say that she's not on their level. Um, but I, I, get why you, I get why you say that. You're not particularly a fan of her, are you? I, I feel that since... Uh, so, I think Charlotte really excelled as soon as she came up. I think Becky struggled. I think Sasha really excelled at the beginning. And then, in the last two years, has been like, stayed at that level, whereas Becky and Charlotte have just gone above that. And I think Bailey's come in and been... She's been mediocre. She hasn't been great. Mm. She's struggled with her character. Um, on the main roster, the, as I even said before, I don't think it works on the main. That character just doesn't work on the main roster. Yeah, it's something it we works we really said. well in NXT. It's, we all said it when when she was down in NXT, saying it, it, it we just is just not going to translate in the main roster in the way that it does in NXT. Yeah, even though NXT is more of a predominantly adult fan base, it just people were more willing to give that shit a chance. Yeah. Than, I mean, no way Jose was over in NXT. So, it just, yeah. There's some things that just don't quite translate. So, they've kind of tried to keep the same Bailey, but give her a bit of an edge. But they're trying to give her an edge at the same time as being this this hugger. And it's just never really worked. Hmm. Well, I mean... For me, anyway. Let's uh, let's, let's get into each, each of these um, these women... Individually. Excuse me. Not like that. Come on. Jesus Lower Christ. the tone. Oi! Happy Valentine's Day. Um, let's start with Charlotte because uh, she's probably for me the the most interesting of of the four. In in that she didn't even begin training to be a wrestler until I would put her in the top ten wrestlers in WWE at the minute. I'm not sure many people would disagree with you, but she she didn't start training to, until 2012. So she's been not even a professional wrestler for seven years. She's she only started training seven years ago, mm. which is insane. She never once like would even saw herself as going into wrestling. Yeah, and, and you know, let's not forget she is Ric Flair's daughter. So it's a bit strange that she would never have sought that out. But I know that you know she wanted to, <laughs> to be play honest, like volleyball and a lot of the time. Um, is she? I think she's got to the point now where, for the most part, I forget that she's Ric Flair's daughter. Yeah, I'm, I mean, not, they do try and forget. remind us a lot. Not necessarily forget, but it's not the it's not the defining it's not the first thing I think of when that's I think not of a shot. defining quality. Yeah, exactly. It kind of, it did used to be that and they played on that a lot. Yeah. it's something that at the beginning yeah. when he used to like interfere and stuff, then you were like, oh yeah, well it's quite obvious that she is. Yeah, it's but something now. That, she doesn't. She doesn't need him. No, no. It's something that she says, and both and he says as well. He says, um, "She's not Ric Flair's daughter now. I'm Rick Flair. I'm Charlotte Flair's Charlotte dad." Charlotte Flair's dad. Yeah, no, um, that's good. It's, 
It, and that's exactly what she needed because there's only so long you can be tarred with the, well not tarred but tagged with that painted with that brush yeah uh, tagged with that moniker of being Ric Flair's daughter yeah, yeah. Like it's, it would eventually because I think some a lot of superstars that have failed have that yeah like I would say uh, Ted DiBiase's son yeah it also Jeff doesn't help was. when you're called something like Ted DiBiase Jr yeah it really doesn't help <laughs> um, but you know some people can cope with it some people can't um, and I think I mean I suppose you've got to look at her accolades it's pretty freaking impressive for someone who's only been wrestling six years yeah or whatever it is NXT Women's Champion Divas Champion four times Raw Women's Champion and four times Smackdown Women's Champion but her two probably most notable uh, accolades are um, from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Worst feud of the year in 2015 with Team PCB versus Team Bad and Team Bella. And also most disgusting promotional tactic in 2015 using Reed Flair's death and an angle. That was more pages doing though, wasn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely more, from more, most illustrated, yeah. She's won feud of the year in 2016 with Sasha Banks, rookie of the year 2014, woman of the year in 2016, and ranked number one in the top female wrestlers in the PWI Female 50 in 2016. Yeah. CBS gave a match of the year in 2018 versus Asker and Becky Lynch at TLC and uh, she's also won one singular slammy for uh, a match of the year against Becky Lynch last year at Evolution oh, didn't know that so she's only won one slammy <laughs> yeah oh, but they don't really do them properly they, they do them all <laughs> online it's weird and also she was ranked number two in the top ten female wrestlers in 2018 which I find strange. Yeah, only, but only one slammy? Fucking hell. <laughs> step a game up. Rookie. Uh, right, so Charlotte Flair. So she began training in 2012, going straight into NXT in 2013. In 2014, she won the NXT Women's Championship. Um, I think that was in the second Women's Championship tournament. Um, who did she beat in the final of that? I can't remember. Do you remember? Who she beat in the tournament? Yeah, well, I know that she... She beat... Um... Natalia. She beat Natalia, didn't she? Yeah, I remember now. So she'd be she Emma, Emma, Alexa Bliss, Bliss and Natalia. Natalia on the way to becoming NXT Women's Champion. Um, Sasha Banks was also in that tournament as well, which is interesting to see. Uh, also was um, Bailey, mm. And they faced each other in the first round. Don't remember that match. <laughs> but um, you'd be surprised when you look at... Um when you look back at old NXTs, the amount of times they all faced each other, yeah, just yeah. non like every week there was a version of those kind of. Well, you can understand before why Becky really started the, coming in. I feel like that, like Triple H and William Regal and whoever else would have been on the coaching team and the staff, they would just be like, okay, well, these guys are clearly like the best ones we've got. We need to get them together these as are, much as possible. These are our only good women. At this point. Yeah, well, I mean, they had Paige and Emma, and um, they lent. Pa- on Paige would have already gone up by this point, really. I guess so. That was why it was vacated because yeah, they page stripped the page of it. Yeah. Um, eventually, she found herself uh, on the main roster, and um, from there, she's really gone for a stretch of time. She came up as a face. Charlotte, she came up she? and wasn't really accepted as a face. Yeah. But she, so she very went, much like, oh, she's being pushed too quick. Well, she we went don't straight like in and, and took the Divas Championship off Nikki Bella, didn't she? Basically, ended the record-breaking reign of exactly. Nikki Bella. Exactly, and, and you can understand why people rebel against that I mean we we see it over and over and over again with a, someone perceived as a chosen one um, who gets pushed people perceive it to be too early too much too soon and they haven't earned it 
it, she, she was essentially she was the equivalent of Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Um, How dare you tarnish Roman Reigns' name like that? <laughs> but um, essentially, what he's WWE won it for did, everything he's got. Well, I mean, I would say he has, but fine. Um, essentially, what WWE did with Charlotte, which they hadn't done with Roman Reigns, is they made the right decision and and capitalised on some of the dislike from the fans and turned her heel. And guess what? She's amazing at it. So it worked. Um, since then, she's won, what, nine women's championships on the main roster. Her achievement's pretty pretty impressive, to say the least. And she's pretty much cemented herself as the best in-ring, well, women in-ring performer in WWE. Some might say one of the best in-ring performers overall. Not just in WWE as well. Um, one of three women to have main event in WrestleMania. Yeah, exactly. So she was in this year's WrestleMania main event with Ronda Rousey and Be- Becky Lynch. We'll get on to him in a second. We were there. We were there, yes. We were great. Uh, and just generally, she looks like a star. She she dresses like one when she's... You know when she's not wrestling, she she just acts in a way that she's she is a superstar. And it's very rare that she isn't in the title picture. But when she isn't, her matches and feuds and stuff still feel like a big deal. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's kind of when you know you've got a a big big star. And I mean, there's there was a time it might have been the back end of last year. It could be could have been this year. I can't quite remember. She was she was off TV for a bit. Yeah, she was off for about two months. And and it it really did feel like we were missing something. Like, as much as, you know, we'd seen a lot of her and a lot of people... You know, she has her haters still, her detractors. People still, you know, say she's Ric Flair's daughter and therefore she's getting this and that. She's blonde and she's got big boobs, therefore she will get this and that. Now, I don't really subscribe to any of that. I think, for me, out of all four of these women, Charlotte is the one who has proven to be the most best, the best fit for the role of a WWE superstar. And without that. Um and to be honest, um Charlotte has been the kind of the central figure or the linchpin of the kind of the, the women's revolution that they call it in general. Yeah. But um it was Charlotte Charlotte's heel run in twenty sixteen which made Sasha the the big main event face that she was. Yeah. And it was Charlotte's feud with Becky in 2018, which got them to the main event at WrestleMania. Exactly. So, yeah. so you can you can obviously attribute success for each, each of these four women to themselves individually, and that's, and that's a very good point. But there comes a time where you have to acknowledge the fact that Charlotte has elevated each of these women to where they currently are. And where they currently are is that like Becky's Raw Women's Champion and Bailey's SmackDown Women's Champion, and Sasha has been a multiple-time Raw Women's Champion, as obviously as well as Charlotte. <clears throat> so she has been that, as you say, the linchpin of this revolution. And you know, as much as people don't want to hear it, she will be for a long time. I mean, but she's yeah. she's thirty-three years old. It actually makes her the oldest out of these four, um, but with the, the the youngest career, so to speak. Um, but you couldn't tell by looking at it, by watching it. No. That's what's so good about it. Yeah, she's got very much a, uh, a touch of the Kurt Angles about her. Yeah, definitely. That's probably a really good um, comparison, actually. Someone who just picks it up. She's naturally athletic. You can tell that. Yeah. Um, but the, it's the, the promo side, the character side, that 
Uh, I mean, Kurt Angle is a perfect comparison, actually, because he just got it and he did it and people took a dislike to him, but also respected him for his achievements and how athletic he was. And I think, yeah, just hope she doesn't take the start. drugs that he did. Let's hope not. I hope she can still walk properly in like 12 years' time or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, because let's face it, Kurt Angle can <laughs> Shouldn't laugh. Poor Kurt. <laughs> the man is crippled. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't laugh, but fuck it. Um, here's an interesting fact. Did you know she's been married twice? Yeah. And subsequently divorced twice? I knew she'd been married once. Do you want to know an interesting fact? Like a wrestling related fact? Go for it. Um, both, well, all three of Sasha, Becky, and Bailey have beaten Charlotte for Raw or SmackDown Women's Championships. And Charlotte has beaten both Sasha and Becky for titles, but I don't think she's ever beaten Bailey. Never beaten Bailey for a title. No, 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 that's true. Well, she, that might change. Well, well, that's changing my predictions at the weekend. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, so that's Charlotte. I mean, and she's all she was the one trusted with having a singles match with Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. Yeah, and they knocked it out of the park. And a really good match. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can imagine Trish probably asked for it to be her. Well, there's really two contenders really for that match, and one was Alexa Bliss, and one was one was Charlotte. And I think yeah. you compare the two. They, was, they tried to do the Alexa Bliss one originally. Uh, evolution, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, if you compare the two, I don't think there's really any competition. Not in, not that Alexa Bliss is terrible or, or, or you know didn't deserve it, but their characters are more similar. But what feels more like a main event, Alexa Bliss or Charlotte versus yeah, Trish? Exactly. And Alexa had other stuff going on. Um, but she calls herself the queen, and you know, for my for my eyes, she 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 is the queen, the queen of the ring. Yeah, they should do a tournament. They should do a tournament. <laughs> uh, maybe next year. Moving on then from Charlotte. So let's go from everyone's favourite, Sasha Banks. It's gonna be a <laughs> touchy one for that. Uh, right, Sasha Banks came um, through NXT. She had a significantly longer career than Charlotte Flair. Actually, she started training. Actually, not significantly. Um, she started training in, a, I think it was two thousand nine. So about three years earlier. But she is her debut six years in twenty ten. Yeah, she's only twenty seven. Only twenty seven. I feel like she's been around a long time for someone who's twenty seven. She's barely older than you. She's ridiculous. Um, so maybe Matt, when we when you discuss about Sasha Banks, bear in mind she's still very young for a wrestler. <laughs> Don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, did you know that she is Snoop Dogg's cousin? No, didn't think so. Yeah, um, I knew that. Five foot five, mm, very small. Anyway, she made her debut <laughs> in August eighth, two thousand ten. Um, she previously worked for Chaotic Wrestling, who I've never heard of. Who I you never heard of Chaotic? No, based in Massachusetts, I think. Um, it's pronounced Boston. What? You said based in Massachusetts, oh, but it sounded out. like Boston. No, anyway, um, she used to be known as Mercedes KV. Yeah, and Miss Mercedes KV stood for what? Case Navenardo, whatever that means. That's her real name. Oh, <laughs> I never knew that. Her real name is Mercedes. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Case Navanado, strange name. Um, but yeah, she wrestled in independence for a couple of years between ten and. Do you know, Ray J is also her cousin. Ray J. Hmm. Fucking hell. Of uh, never mentions that though, does she? Kardashian <laughs> fame. <laughs> of Saturday Night Live fame, I hated when they said that. <laughs> 
she made her NXT debut. When did she make that? That was uh, made. Let me just go through the facts here. She made First her debut. First televised win was in January 2013, but her debut was on December 12, 2012. 2012. I was just about to say 2012. Still my fun, didn't you? You're on Wikipedia, by any chance? <laughs> no, it's all in the end. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but that was under her real name, um, not the boss Sasha Banks. Uh, but then she, when she actually got assigned to the developmental brand, she was she was dubbed Sasha Banks. Much better name for me. She uh, made her televised debut on December twelfth, as you said, losing to Paige. Uh, she had her first televised win on January twenty third against Alicia Fox. Then she entered in a storyline, a weird storyline. I remember this at the time actually with Audrey Marie. Um, where there was some sort of like love letter shit going on, a bit weird. Um, eventually she graduated from that into a thing with Summer Rae, where she eventually adopted the boss Monica. Um, she never won the well, did she compete? She competed, but never won the NXT Women's Championship tournament. No, um, but she did then go on to capture the NXT Women's Championship. Um, firstly, she what did she beat first? She, um, She, I don't know if it was her first one, but she won the Fatal 4-Way match that these four were in. Yeah. At NXT TakeOver Rival. Uh, which was a good match. That was like one of, the, one of the first real instances of people being like, oh shit, so that women was, can wrestle. That was her first NXT Women's Championship, so she won. that's when she won it. Um, she retained it against Charlotte in a rematch and against Alexa Bliss. Um, and against Becky Lynch, and then she dropped the title to Bailey at yeah. Takeover Brooklyn, which is a, a match that I don't think many people talk about. Yeah. I'm sure people uh, remember that one. Um, under the radar, that one. That was sarcasm, by the way, in case you didn't pick up on it. <laughs> and then I reign at 192 days, which is a lengthy, lengthy title reign for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, she then graduated onto the main in roster at the same time. At the same time as uh, Charlotte and Becky, you know, moving on to team, was it Team Bad? Team Bad. With Naomi and Tamina. Yep. Which, is, which was just pretty, well, bad, to be fair. Um, Rude. Notably. Beautiful and dangerous, by the way. Yeah, that's the one. Beautiful and dangerous. Who was the and? Probably Tamina. Tamina. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful, dangerous, and. Um, so yeah there was that whole thing she then sort of moved up the, the, the well, basically Sasha Banks she outshone that whole that story was weird though why did they need to put them into teams like bring them all up at the same time and then have them split up yeah. into teams like if anything it'd be like right we've all come You're from the same team, place yeah. we've all acknowledged that we kind of have a relationship especially having three teams because you had three six, uh, three free women teams didn't you mm. And then you put two of the new arrivals on one team. Yeah. You, know, you, you feel like maybe you should split them all up, you know? But I guess, I mean, who are you going to put with the better? There's no one fit with them out of those three, did they? Not really. If anything, I would have thought maybe Sasha. Yeah. Well, but, but Alicia Fox took that. Alicia that Fox. <laughs> Crazy Alicia Fox. Um, since then, since coming to the main roster, Sasha Banks has won the Women's Championship. How many times? Four times. Four times. So four Raw Women's Two, Four times too many. <laughs> she's never won the SmackDown one, but then she's never wrestled for it, so can't really blame her. She's also the well, half of the first ever women's tag team champions with Bailey. Um, 
which they'd supposedly been pushing for for years. So they basically wished it into existence. And now she doesn't care about yeah, it. Yeah, didn't give a shit. Yeah. Did not give a shit. Uh, she also won a NXT Year End Award for Match of the Year versus Bailey NXT Takeover. Great, just brilliant match in 2015. Um, She's also the chaotic wrestling women's champion one time. Good to know. And the IWE women's champion one time. So she she's recently turned heel. She started off as a heel. She's she's very good as a heel. But she spent most of her main roster run as a face. And and I think for the most part it's worked really well for her. Um Matt, you may disagree, but I think she she's she's very, very good in ring. She's still she makes the occasional error, and I think Matt, that might be from where you're coming partly from where you're coming from. Is that she can she can botch, but then can't we all? I mean, my my thing I was, sometimes forget how to do the outro and the intro on this podcast, <laughs> and it's much more easy than wrestling. My thing with Sasha is in the ring. I think sometimes she just tries too much. Mm. She knows your limits, maybe. Yeah, um, or like does too much too quick or something like that. But yeah, for the most part, it's fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, then you get these odd little moments, and it's what we've discussed on the podcast before, where say if she she messed up her, her meteor and knees or whatever um, it's all over Twitter and whatever but if Alistair Black did the same thing it wouldn't mm. um, so yeah I think she just, I think she just tries a bit too hard and a bit too much in certain aspects like so it's like I get terrified whenever she goes to do a dive outside the ring yeah um, but yeah she is very very good in the ring for the for the most part, hmm. I, I think she's she's got a good she's got a good in ring style. It's very it's very much a hybrid of like the luchador, technical wrestling side. Hmm. Um, but I think you're right. She does maybe try and do too much, and you can't really nail down style to her. And that's part maybe part of the reason why maybe some of the matches don't go as smoothly as they could. And maybe um, that's what makes her so dangerous. Well, she's got so many styles. You can't you can't game plan for her. But Matt, I know you're not Sasha's biggest fan. But I don't really, I don't really know why. Care to shed some light? I find her in ring work boring. If I'm going to be honest, yeah. I've never, I've never since she came up. I've never thought, oh my god, she's amazing. I really want to see more of her. It's quite the opposite. Just find her stuff boring. I mean, each I find their promos boring. I find her boring. Yeah, I mean, each to their own. I think um, in terms of her in ring stuff, I would tend to disagree. I think she's 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 very good in ring. Um, promo wise, and this is probably what sets her apart from of what's probably set Charlotte apart from her. Although Charlotte, I would say, is on another level in ring as well. I don't think she's ever really hit the heights promo-wise. I don't think. And, and and it probably goes back to what we were saying about her in-ring stuff, where she tries to do too much too fast. She Her promo style is... She she doesn't talk properly. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this is the thing I've always had um, with Sasha. She just has a weird thing with her voice. Yeah. Where I don't know what it... It's like sometimes when she's talking, she breathes in yeah. rather than breathes out. And she has this very weird, like, it, it sounds like a lot of her words just stop yeah, short. she I, doesn't pronounce the end of the words. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's I, very, it's, it's really difficult to explain. It's, yeah, it's hard to explain or give an example you of. You have to listen to it. But it's just like, I'm going to take the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> and it's just like... And uh, then she'll carry on. 
yeah, it's just yeah, it's odd, and and she cries a lot. <laughs> in real life, or? just in general, like like you could tell, you know, when, you know, when she gave her promo, she was the, the time when Michael Cole was like, nobody gives a shit about your hair. Yeah, yeah. And she she was like, she had a moment, and she started she started to well up, and I was really? just like, is this he all gonna cry on TV? And then she was like, and then I remembered, and then started tearing up, and I was like, blue is my color. And then it was just like, why are you gonna was she cry? Acting, I don't know. I think she's that good of an actor. <laughs> um, but I mean, in terms of like character wise, like. Her character's always kind of been really better suited to a heel. Yeah, a lot of people have said for years that she should be a heel. She mm. should turn against Bailey, and we never quite got that. Never fully committed with that feud, and yeah. then they went to couples therapy, <laughs> essentially, um, and that was a bit shit. Um, a little bit. A bit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, some of the most exciting periods of Sasha's main roster career have been when we're all expecting her to turn on Bailey and it hasn't happened and then they have they have that whole feud. Like that's that's interesting because you, you never quite know what's gonna happen. And we kind of all thought it was and assumed it was gonna happen about a year ago. Um and and it just didn't. So the WWE kept us guessing. Uh, and in a way it's she's kinda of suffered from that because she never she's never moved on from it. No. Um, which is why I don't particularly like them being back together at the moment. Mm. And I think, especially like especially immediately after coming back, they need to be kept separate, just not even on the same show, just to keep them on separate brands for months. Yeah. So I'm not overly pleased with them reuniting instantly, but it kind of makes sense for their best friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it does. I think it all makes sense. Um, so Matt, you're not a big fan. Aiden... I think you and me have a very similar agree, um, opinion of Sasha Banks that she's she's really good in ring, could improve on the mic overall. She's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, I don't really dislike her at all. The whole time off situation this year was weird. So this is this is probably where I I start to waver a little bit on Sasha Banks. It's it's her her character, not her character, her actual personality. Yeah. Um. So I know that she's a massive wrestling fan she loves wrestling um i feel like she has a slightly inflated sense of self-worth yeah definitely i think i'm i'm all for taking time off if you need it like she works almost non-stop on the main like she doesn't really get injured no well main like not only little ones yeah yeah basically work non-stop on the main roster since been calling up essentially um and I'm alright with taking the time off. I think more people could do with just having time off in general. Well, it's reinvigorated her. Um, but my my issue with it was like not necessarily not knowing what was going on because I don't really care. It's not none of my business or whatever. But the whole just kind of ooh, Sasha Banks posts Chris Chris uh, cryptic tweet or Sasha Banks likes a post about AEW or he tweets a post about AEW. Yeah. Does this mean she's going now? Whatever. I feel like I can't imagine. I know. They might not necessarily be seen as competition or whatever, but I can't imagine WWE would be happy with that. No. Could you imagine during his time off with leukemia, Roman Reigns retweeting a post for like, yeah, here's exactly. how you watch Fighter Fest this weekend? Yeah. Like, no, that's never going to happen. And it was just a bit, all, it was all a bit. And I don't know whether it would have been a purposeful ploy to drum up interest in Sasha Banks, but 
what it, more likely did would be drum up interest in AEW yeah, and stuff exactly, like that. Yeah. Um, or her constantly tweeting other people from other com, um, other promotions being like, let's wrestle, let's wrestle. I really wish I could wrestle you. Let's go or whatever. Be like, okay, maybe tone it, it down a bit. Tone it down a bit, yeah. Um, okay, moving on for Sasha because I'm conscious of timing. Um, next up, Bailey. So Aiden, I'm going to hand the floor over to you on this one. You don't like Bailey. And there is a reason why, but I'm not quite sure why. What is that reason? She's the worst of the four. Does that make her bad? She's worse. She's pretty high standard. She's, she's just a bad person. Um, I don't know. I just I've never it. It all this all stemmed from the fact that I've never thought she was as good in general as the other four mm. three. Um. Like her, her matches, her character work, like all pre-main roster, perfectly fine, whatever. But since coming up to the main roster, yeah, I just don't think her matches are as good as the others. Like, like I said the other week, put her in matches that aren't against the other horsewomen, and I don't really think she's had that many good matches, to be honest. Um, her ring ring style is just a bit bland. Um, she doesn't have the athleticism of the other three. She doesn't have the character of the other three. Um, then they've the way they book her has always been confusing and conflicting, um, especially in the last six months or so. Um, I was happy when she went to SmackDown, get away from Sasha for a bit, do her own thing. I was even happy when she won the Money in the Bank and won the title, and then they just fucked it since then. And then my opinion has just declined and declined and declined um, to the point where they were booking her to be a heel but telling me she was a face and I refused to believe it and then she became who she actually was and people were shocked but not me because I called it <laughs> she's a dick <laughs> alright well I've got your opinion now Matt I don't really know your thoughts on Bailey I, I imagine you're somewhere you don't really care so I would describe Bailey as vanilla. Hmm. Yeah, bland. There's just not a lot, there's not enough to her. Hmm. Oh, she likes kids. So did Gary Glitter. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I mean, there's no need to. <laughs> She's not a pedophile. <laughs> Might as well be yeah, in your eyes, though. Isn't I it? didn't say she was. <laughs> just saying that, like, liking kids isn't enough for for me to invest in your character and in this in in the world we live in at the moment being the um super white meat baby face it doesn't cut it for most adult wrestling fans anymore Mm. and um there's been times when the crowd have not wanted wanted her to be who she is yeah or who she was portrayed to be um, and it was just like, oh, we'll just keep going. Like, there were, there were, it was very rare there was like a tweak that would make her interesting. It was just, oh, Bailey's here. Let's do the wacky wave of being funny. men. And then Byron. Byron's a very big factor in me not liking Bailey. <laughs> One of the very big um, downsides of her moving to SmackDown. Yeah. Just get shut up, Byron. Um, anyway, so let me just read a quick. Very quick bio for Bailey. Um, she, real name, Pamela. <laughs> Pamela Rose Martinez. 
Um, she's 30 years old. She wrestled um, on the independent circuit. It's a vanilla name as well, though, isn't it, Pamela? Pamela. Under the ring name Davina Rose. After signing with WWE in 2012, she was given the Bailey moniker and would win the NXT Women's Championship in 2015. Debuted on the main roster in 16, went on to become a one-time Raw Women's Champion, WWE Tag Team Women's Champion, uh, one-time SmackDown Women's Champion. In addition, she also won a Money in the Bank ladder match this year and cashed in to become the Women's Champion. All total, Bailey is a two-time Women's Champion and is the only woman who has won the Raw, SmackDown, NXT and Women's Tag Team Championship. She's recognised as the first Women's Triple Crown and Grand Slam Champion in WWE history. For, so, for the... The the woman who we probably see as the weakest of the four horsewomen, arguably she's had the most successful in ring career on the main roster. I know you could argue. Yeah, if we're pretending Charlotte didn't exist. If Charlotte's won a lot more championships, I get that. But Bailey is the only Grand Slam champion. Yeah, but I don't I don't really think that means a lot in when you look at how WWE view all four of them. Mm. Like Bailey's never been in the conversation for a main event. Like we've had main events of Raw and SmackDown and pay per views with the other three yeah. that have been focused around them. And I can't really the only time I remember ba- Bailey being in the main event was when she won the Raw title off Charlotte. And that was on a raw, wasn't saved for a pay per view. Great match, great moment. Yeah, it was alright, but I don't know. It's just yeah, just I just feel very just meh, meh about Bailey. I think this. I mean, I I would say I'm probably the biggest champion I mean, of Bailey out think, of the three of us. In, in terms of her against the rest of the female roster, excluding the four horsewomen, she would be right near the top. Mm. Obviously, I just think it's just, it's just, Below par in comparison. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's not not an untrue statement. I don't think she's bad at all. She's obviously not. But yeah, just not your flavour. No. Not a vanilla man. Milk no. or mint choc chip. Or maybe more mint choc chip. Maybe more of a Guinness. Well, if you... speaking of. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Becky Lynch is Irish. There we go. I'm finding a way to work Aero into <laughs> I thought you were going to go with ginger. Bubbles, go Ooh, ginger. That would have been a good one. Oh, yeah, that would have been good. Well done. I should leave the segues to you now, Matt. Um, you are now new Segway champion. Um, Rebecca Quinn, born... It's like a 24-7 title. I can just take it from him at any time. Do a good segue. You win a title. Uh, Rebecca Quinn, born 30th of January, 1987. That makes her just over a year older than me, don't you know? Um, she's an Irish professional wrestler. Interesting. Uh, she is of from she is of course Becky Lynch, uh, formerly known as Rebecca Knox, uh, in a previous career. Well, previous same career, but in other companies. In WWE, if that if that was her shoot name, you do know her gimmick would have been someone who would just knock on a door as she goes down to the ring. Definitely, I'm surprised she doesn't lynch people, to be honest. Um, but yeah, no, she she's probably well, she's definitely been training as a wrestler for the longest. Um, so she made her debut in 2002, which is a whole 10 years before Charlotte Flair even began training to be a wrestler. And it's also when she was 15. Yeah, I know, ridiculous. They do start early, these Irish people. Um, but yeah, she trained under Finn Balor or uh, Fergal David. So good friends. And 
you know, she she joined WWE. When was that? In 2013, she signed to NXT. And she moved up to the main roster along with Charlotte and Sasha Banks in 2015. So just over two years on the... You didn't mention that Bailey was the only one who didn't come up with it. Well, I mentioned it earlier. Um, yes. Hmm. The uh, She spent two years in NXT where she never won the Women's Championship. And she was never really... The only, only one who didn't. Yeah, she was never really seen as someone to main event on her own I don't think um, she was a little bit forgotten in NXT yeah a little bit I mean she started off terribly with a terrible terrible gimmick let's put it, let's put it that way she did really well to turn that around because that could have gone downhill really quickly she definitely had the most um, interesting time outside of wrestling I'd say mm. in terms of like she retired well she quit didn't yeah, she, she suffered a head injury she retired in 2006 then um, was she was going to become a personal trainer to the stars. I didn't quite work out. And then was just she was an air hostess, and she wouldn't she go to With Cal College. Yeah, I've never quite known <laughs> the true facts on that, but don't know if that's a real fact or not. But that's what I've heard. Um, but yeah, no, she did quit 2006, but she uh, she returned in 2012 to sign with WWE, which is um, yeah, she had a tryout. Um, yeah, I guess she would have had a tryout when she wouldn't they wouldn't have just signed her based on a six year absence from the business. Um she moved up to the main roster in fifteen, obviously with Charlotte and Sasha, and she became the very first SmackDown women's champion at Backlash, which people tend to forget about really. Which at the time a lot of people were very happy about. Yeah. Because yeah, she'd never done any she never won the NXT title. The other three were all on Raw, so she was on her own on SmackDown. Yeah. And was most, she, the, the essentially the biggest face. Yeah. We had Nikki Bella, um, but she was kind of treated Naomi, as above, above the title, really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, people kind of forget about that. And, yeah, people loved it when she won. Yeah. yeah, I was all for it. I mean, it was really, that was really her chance to shine, and I think she did really um, well. But then what happened and what she suffered from was the emergence of Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Yeah, who and kind also, of just came out of nowhere. Also, what what she, the way she describes it is like a um, uh, a lack of confidence in that she was like apologetic for being champion, basically. Mm. Yeah, and, like was sorry that everyone else couldn't hold the title with her or whatever, and yeah, definitely <laughs> suffered from that. I think so. Um, and it, and really for those two and a half years, really, she kind of just sort of fell away. Occasionally came like gravitated back towards the main event scene and just fell away again and it was really just an up and down period for her right up until sort of summer last year of course so people forget that she was real. she was who charlotte turned heel on and was charlotte's first opponent to really push her as a heel i don't really remember that so charlotte for after winning the championship for a while was still a face because she went she had faced um page yeah then um Pay, then Charlotte still had a relationship with Becky and they had a match or something and Becky beat her and Charlotte beat her down after the match and that was her turn that was Charlotte's so first seal turn Becky and Charlotte had a one-on-one at Royal Rumble mm. 2016 where AJ Styles debuted and Ric Flair kissed Becky Lynch oh yes um, which after she lost uh, Sasha Banks came out beat up Charlotte started that feud and that, lost, that lasted about a year and a half <laughs> well then they had that triple threat didn't they so yeah, triple threat, which led into Sasha versus Charlotte for the rest of the year, basically. 
Yeah, essentially. Uh, Becky, bit Charlotte and Natalia immediately after me. Yeah. but yeah, then it turned into Banks. And Becky fell by the wayside a little bit split. before she reemerged with the with uh, the SmackDown brand split. Um, and then again, so it wasn't until last year where really Becky Lynch has come to the fore. And when I say come to the fore, boy, has she come to the fore. Like this is uh, like even she, though she was very much the um, the good hand, wasn't yeah, she? She was. I think that's how WWE saw her. I think to a certain extent, that's how she saw herself. Um, but really, I mean, this whole the man transition into a completely, <laughs> completely different character. I mean, who who foresaw this? Like, did any of us think, well, Becky Lynch, I reckon she could be the next big thing in wrestling? If we go back and listen, here we go. <laughs> I have always said that oh, I love Becky Lynch and I want her to be pushed. Yeah. And I think just before this happened, I said I wanted her to be pushed. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I if, don't disagree. I think if you're probably you listen right. back to um, just post SummerSlam, you'll hear me say, if you go back to our very early episodes, <laughs> you'll hear me talk about how much I've always liked Becky Lynch to where Matt goes, no, I'm the one who likes <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> and what I will say is if you go back to when I was 12 years old, <laughs> And uh, Becky Lynch hadn't even started training yet. I was like, she should she should be pushed. She'll be the next big thing. Turns out it was Brock Lesnar, uh, but it should be should have been Becky Lynch. I've always yeah, I've always liked her, but at no point did I think that she would be the mainstream star that well, she's for me, become. For me, between two about like mid two thousand sixteen and beginning slash slash mid two thousand eighteen, I think we all kind of said Becky Lynch deserves more. It was it was Money in the Bank 2017, where any time she even got near the briefcase, the crowd came unglued. Went yeah. mental. Yeah. And it was like, right, they they got to do something with her soon. Yeah. And then they just didn't. They did for a good <laughs> eight, nine months. They would just have her lose to the Iconics when they came up and whatever. Yeah. And... But eventually what happened, uh, and a lot, a lot of this gets forgotten, they played that into a story, which is quite rare now for WWE. They just tend to stick with these sort of sort of lower mid-card talents who just lose and lose and lose occasionally you might win a match but what happened was Becky Lynch found herself at the bottom of the pile and they actually and I'm assuming it was on purpose built her up yeah that, so was, she, that was one of my favourite things about her rise last year mm-hmm. was pre-money in the bank Yeah, she'd built up like a three month winning streak Yeah, and, and she'd she, even beaten like Charlotte yeah, and she even she acknowledged it like on the microphone after every match she'd have like an interview with Charlie Caruso or whoever um, that bitch, <laughs> and just and was just like I'm beating, I, I'm beating everyone. I deserve opportunities now, uh, and eventually she got one, um, but it was taken away. Well, not taken away. She got the opportunity, but she had to share it with Charlotte Flair, and that's what made Charlotte's return because that was when she was off, wasn't it, Charlotte? Yeah. That's what made Charlotte's return so much better, a, um, and that's what made this whole scenario ruptured breast implant. Oh, yeah. That yeah, the, it, it was Charlotte was the one. Charlotte is the catalyst. Because if, for... if it was a singles match and Carmella just cheated to win or whatever. Exactly. Oh, poor Becky. Oh, oh happened to Becky again. She didn't win. Yeah. Um, but Charlotte is a catalyst for this turn. And so as much as, you know, as all the, all the credit that Becky Lynch deserves for this character change, I'm, I'm 99% sure that it's almost 99% entirely her idea. Um, and the attitude behind it is very much her. But... Charlotte Flair deserves a lot of credit. 
she does. And I think that's what we're coming back to each time, you know, when we talk about these four horsewomen, just to kind of wrap this bit up. I don't think you can touch Charlotte Flair as as in-ring, mic work, character, just overall presentation out of these four and any woman on the roster. She's just a bona fide superstar. And Becky Lynch now is a bona fide superstar, but she's taken a lot longer to get there. And some of it's not her fault, but some of it is. But you got to think, though, that the... Um the, the success that's come from it, the way it's worth it. Definitely, yeah, 100%. I'm sure she would agree. Um, Matt, your thoughts on Becky Lynch, the man? <laughs> I fucking love Becky Lynch. <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much sums it up. I fucking love Becky Lynch. All right, so we had a quick chat um, very very quickly before we, we started this episode. Just we want to do some, some ranking stuff with these women. I think it might be sometimes fairly obvious where we rank certain people in this list. But if you were to say, out of these four women, who is the best in ring of these four, and in order, who would you say? So I'm, I'm going to throw it out there. For me, it's Charlotte Flair. By a country Flair. mile in ring. Yeah, Charlotte yeah. Flair is my number one. Some, somewhat controversially, I'm I'm going to say that my number two would be Sasha Banks. My number two would be Sasha Banks as well. Mm. My number two is definitely Becky Lynch. And then I'm going to put Becky third and Bailey fourth. Wait, Giga. And I'm assuming you would be the same. And Matt, yeah. I'm assuming you'd be Bailey and then Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Getting these right. Um... I mean, you, you can't really argue. I think there's a case to say maybe Sasha and Becky could swap around in my list, and I think maybe Sasha and Bailey could swap around in yours, Matt. But um, in general, Hell no. otherwise it wouldn't be your list, would it? Exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of who's had the best main roster career so far, this one probably there's a uh, room for a bit of change in this one. But I, I think I would say Charlotte Flair for me, has had the, the best main roster run so far. Yeah, Charlotte for me. Based on the number of championships she's won and just the matches that she's had. She's had, don't, let's not forget, she's had quality matches with people who aren't just Bailey, Sasha and Becky. I'm talking about Asuka, I'm talking about Trish, you know, even Carmella. She's had great matches with Carmella. Italian. Nikki Bella, Natalia. Yeah, Nikki Bella. All great matches. Ronda Rousey um, as well. So, Definitely Charlotte having the best main roster run for me. Um, I'm going to say second. It's a tough one. Again, it's it's between Sasha and Becky. I'm going to put Becky second, basically because this last year of hers has been astronomically successful. So I'd say Becky second. Agreed. How about you? Becky second for me. And then, and then I'm going to go with Sasha based on again on the four women's championships that she's won. Um, you know, kind of fallen off the cliff a little bit towards the back end of last year and beginning of this. Won the women's championships, obviously, which was great. Um, but, you know, somewhat, she hasn't had that meteoric rise like Becky's just had. And she hasn't had that steady, consistent, always in a main event scene that Charlotte's had. So I think that would put her third on my list. Bailey, for me, and despite being a Grand Slam champion, um, I would say has had the most inconsistent up and down main roster run. 
I think we would probably all agree with that. The way she's been booked hasn't necessarily helped her, um, but she, she maybe she hasn't ele- elevated herself as well as she could. Although I, what I would say is I don't agree with them messing up a little bit with her current title run. I'm I'm actually quite interested in her title run at Reign at the minute. We'll see where it goes. It might end on made it Sunday. a little bit more intriguing, but up, up until that point, it was just very conflicting. Well, except we done much. She wrestled Ember Moon, pretty much it. Um, we haven't got Matt's last two on the main roster run. Go on, Matt. Three and four. It pains me. It pains me to say this. Sasha is the Bailey and four. I think I think we would all agree on that. We have all agreed on that. We all the exact same order. <laughs> uh, on the mic, then, very quickly. This one's a bit tough because uh, each of these, I think, has elements where they're strong and elements where they're weak. Um, I'm going to start at the bottom of this one because I personally, I think, for me, that Sasha is the worst on the mic of all four of these women. Then I'm going to say something we agree on, <laughs> and I, I think it's very close between her and Bailey. Because Bailey's not particularly strong on the mic either, um, but I think Bailey's slightly more composed, a little bit more polished, but just not particularly interesting. Um, so I'd go with Bailey third. I'm gonna say Charlotte second and Becky first um, because yeah, I think Becky's a lot more confident on the mic. I think Becky just takes a few more chances. You know, she expresses herself a bit more. She's a bit more creative. She's a bit more. She can be a bit more funny, although sometimes a bit cringy. Um, whereas Charlotte, Charlotte's very good at being a heel on the mic, um, but a lot of her, what, a lot of what she says is quite generic, but it's all delivered really well. Yeah, Charlotte sometimes can be um, quite shouty. Yeah, a bit shouty. She's got a bit of the Dolph Ziggler's about her. Yeah, I would put. Um, I'm putting Sasha above Bailey. Mm. I think Sasha just has a bit more about her. She's got a bit, bit more attitude. She's got a bit, yeah, she's Natural got more attitude, attitude yeah. which comes across better. Whereas Bailey's just very. Bland. <laughs> Vanilla. Vanilla. <laughs> um, and I've only, I've only got one more category if we wanted to come with more, but I'm just conscious of the timing. Uh, best finisher. I don't really know. I personally, I'm going to say the best finisher for me is Sasha Banks's bank statement. It annoys me that none of them really have impact finishes apart from Bailey. And that's I know, I know Charlotte. Belly, I know Charlotte's got natural selection, but not very commonly used mm. in order to win matches. No. I don't know. Who did you put as number one? You put, put Sasha. Banks, yeah. How about you, Matt? I'm definitely not putting Sasha Banks number one. <laughs> um, oh, all right. I actually do like the figure eight. I do like the addition of the bridge, although in practicality, I can't really imagine how it <laughs> I don't really know makes why she any it. difference. Um, yeah, I, and I agree. For me, that's the second. I think Charlotte, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky Bailey for me. I'm not a massive fan of the Disarmor. No, no I, I'm not, to be fair. I think it could be a bit clumsy to try and get on. Like She, since she grabs an arm and she just starts to drag them to the ground. It's not particularly smooth. Um... And the belly to belly, I just think oh, that's a belly to belly suplex at the end of the day. Not really delivered with any force. I don't understand why it would beat anyone. Especially when Bailey's not big, strong, and heavy. 
the Matt, did you who did you pick at number one? Charlotte. 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 Yeah, I mean it's to be honest, Sasha, basically, <laughs> it's from my perspective, it's more of a preference. Um, I just prefer impact finishers, so I'm going to go with Bailey because it's the kind of finisher that's it's the only one really that can come out of nowhere. Mm. I mean, with Sasha, she can do like a tilt, tilt a world into into a bank statement or whatever, but people kind of come to expect that. Um, whereas the belly to belly can be hit from kind of anywhere to yeah. anyone. Like it also, you can do it from the top rope, and it was really cool. There is that. Um, she did that more often than fine. Yeah, she did that once with Ember Moon. Mm. Ember Moon takes a good belly to belly. Uh, so yeah, I think Bailey's going to be my top. And yeah, but it's, it's hard to. I think I'm going to go for the figure eight second, and probably the disarmor last. Mm. So you go back statement a second. Yeah. No, figure eight second. Oh, right. Figure eight second, yeah. Fair enough. And Matt, you you're gone you've gone. Um Charlotte. Then I'm assuming Becky. No, I'm gonna to have to go Tasha second. Then Becky. And then baby third. <laughs> oh Becky wow. Four. Wow, okay, interesting. What about you? So I'd I have i have gone Sasha Charlotte, Becky Bailey. Sasha Charlotte. Is this the only category where none of us have agreed on an order? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> very similar, right? Yeah, but when are they not? <laughs> we are the same person. I'm just slightly younger. Jokes. I'm not. I'm so, I think so. What I'm the, the trend we're getting with this is, um, I think Charlotte is the best. <laughs> Charlotte number one. But if we meet Becky, we don't tell her this, yes? Yeah, well, we do not tell her that. Uh, so yeah, while Aiden's just calculating up some of the rankings here, um, what we should say is that Driller Position, our favourite non-PWP podcast um, has announced that Becky and Seth Rollins do you know their boyfriend and girlfriend? actually their fiancés now um, are they? appearing as part of a GP live show at the O2 in December December 11th I think it is uh, we're going to try and be there the tickets go on sale in the morning for uh, pre-sales so if you're listening and you haven't got tickets by now well by the time this goes out it'll be now you've probably missed out um, but we're going to be there we're excited hopefully we'll be there even if we get tickets we're Were you excited. telling people to, to to buy tickets that would then be unavailable to us? They ain't gonna hear this before the sale goes on sale, are they? So. It's not gonna go out before tomorrow, yeah. is it? I could get it up <laughs> before Three. before we all go to bed. <laughs> well, before Matt goes to bed in a minus four minutes. <laughs> yeah, just, come on, guys! I'm just quickly calculating uh, our. Our average positions and who who. Why my dog isn't scratching at the door? <laughs> <laughs> Keep talking. Keep talking. Um, so Aiden's just tallying up the results, doing some Excel stuff. Um, I don't know what we can talk about. Clash of Champions. So we ain't got time to do the predictions, but I really do want to start doing it properly. Right. Okay. So I'll give you Matt's results and I'll do ours after. Go for it. So on on average. It's a it's a two way tie for third place um, between Sasha and Bailey with an average ranking of three point two five. Makes sense. Becky is in second place with an average rating of second, and Charlotte's in first in one point two five. 
and I feel like that order is probably going to be repeated throughout. Same for all of them. Yeah, I reckon so. Let me just calculate the others while you talk about cock. I mean, clash of champions. Cock, brilliant. Let, Matt, let's talk about cock. Um, clash of champions. Plenty of plenty of championship matches. They're all supposed to be on the line. I don't think we've seen every championship match announced yet, even though the pay-per-view is on Sunday. Um, like, for instance, what's the Cruiserweight title? There probably has been announced, but you just don't watch 205 Live. But they haven't put it on But I mean, graphics. SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Yeah, tag they said team. New Day and Revival about four weeks ago, and that's just tailed off. We haven't seen but they say every tag, every title. So. Exactly, yeah. Um, but... Seth versus Braun, for instance, is one of the headline matches. Kofi versus Randy. This isn't piquing my interest as much as I would have hoped, this pay-per-view, but, you know, I'm, I can be surprised. I'm quite interested to see what they're going to do with... Um... Oh, I can't remember his name. R-Truth. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they said it will be defended. It always is, right? It's 24-7. Um, but yeah, I'm assuming we'll get plenty of shenanigans with with a 24/7 title. Um, do you know what I'm also really interested in, based on what we've seen the last couple of weeks? Cedric Alexander versus AJ Styles. I think that'll be really good. I think that'll be a good match. Yeah. AJ uh, Styles. Hey, are oh, the predictions? Yeah, we'll oh. do them on Twitter. What were you going to say about AJ Styles? Um, he took and sold a really good Michinoku driver from. They had a really cool like hesitation it. delay thing, but the way he just kind of he stuck his head out, it was just really, and then tucked it last second. It was really cool. It was really cool. It looks sped up that as well, but I don't, it wasn't. His always do. Cedric yeah. Alexander gets like mental snap. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was great. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that match. Um, the rest of the card: mm, Bailey versus um, Charlotte and Becky versus Sasha. I think. Two really good matches. Do you reckon there'll be any like crossover in those matches? No, probably not. Do you reckon? Do you wonder if they'll be back to back? I and doubt then, it. And then maybe there's like entrances overlapping and something. Um, I mean, Bailey's, be... Bailey's on the way back as Sasha comes out and they have a little high five. It might be fun, but I, I'd be surprised if um, Sasha versus Becky didn't kick off the show. If I'm honest. No, I don't think it will. No, they tend to start with Becky now because their music gets people going. Provocative. Yeah, I would. I actually think they would start it with that that match. Hmm. But either way, I think I think we're in for some good matches from the weekend. It's just not, it's not really like picking like picking my interest as much as it's, other pay per views are. It's never a pay per view that you go, oh, yeah. I can't wait for that. I'm not desperate Ooh. to see it. A little bit of the bubbly. I'm disappointed that the King of the Ring final isn't on this pay per view. To be fair, um, I don't want to see it on Raw. I want to see it on pay per view because it's. Two people from two different brands. Why should it be on Raw? And it's essentially crowning a champion. Yeah, exactly. Whereas we've got Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan. Yeah, exactly. Or Rowan. Um, Very quickly, I couldn't remember what we said about this. Did we say that the winner of the King of Ring tournament gets a universal title shot? No, they don't. Oh, I'm sure we said a a gown and a crown and a scepter. Okay, I'm sure we said it. We said they should. Uh, I thought someone had said one of you said that they actually did get a title shot or something or was it the Intercontinental or United no, States we were title? saying they should like they used to like when Brock Lesnar got one that's oh, what okay. we were saying so uh, the results of our rankings are um, all four all three of us have Bailey number four Sasha number three Becky number two and Charlotte number one on average there we go all four of us three of us the exact same what I will say is Charlotte averaged a, a higher ranking 
for Matt than it did for me and Ali. Um, Matt also rated Becky the highest on average. I rated her the lowest and Ali in the middle. Um, I'm always in the middle. <laughs> Ali rated Sasha the highest. Oh, dear. Me in the middle, Matt the lowest. And me and Matt rated Bailey the same and Ali rated Bailey the lowest out of all of them. So, although you, although wow. you, you were the biggest fan of Bailey, and also you said that you, she arguably has the most success on the main roster, you stuck her at the bottom for main roster I run. Said, see, I said arguably, you stuck her for for free at the bottom for three of the four things. With the one thing you didn't stick her at the bottom for, you stuck her third. So. <laughs> well, she's she's the, probably the the worst of the four, but that makes her probably the fourth best woman on the roster. You know, maybe part. Matt's of got the most diversity in his lowest rankings. He's got Sasha Bailey, Sasha Becky. Yeah. What if I got Bailey, Bailey, Sasha Bailey, Bailey? <laughs> I've got uh, Bailey, 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 Becky. <laughs> Bailey, 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 Becky. Bubbly. Bubbly. Um. Yeah, we don't have time to do Clash Champions predictions, but I really want to do them like we used to back in the old days. Uh, on Twitter back in the old days but so, you um, want to do them on Twitter I'll do them if you want get them out there you can I mean I've got a spreadsheet but it's easy to figure out look at the images oh yeah that's the hard part um, but yeah right thanks for listening I'll email it yeah. you want I'll email it to you fair enough thank you for listening guys and girls if you have if you haven't you probably didn't hear me say that yeah I've been listening to people's wrestling podcast this is episode something like that or something uh, probably creeping up to 100 without us even realising nah not quite I mean we'll probably have to try and do something special for 100 78 78 live event maybe <laughs> and by live event I mean just all three of us <laughs> in Aiden's house <laughs> MK11 um, so yeah thank you for listening episode 78 of the People's Wrestling Podcast can you believe it who would have funk it um, remember you can follow us on Twitter at the underscore PWP if you don't already we'll get some predictions up there I always say that we will and then we don't but this time we're actually going to do it because I'm going to make sure of it we do get the predictions up there it's just none of you fucking take the initiative we haven't done it for months yes we have <laughs> have we? I say we you. I did SummerSlam when? when SummerSlam <laughs> was on <laughs> I didn't see him I fucking well did with pictures and everything yeah. No, didn't you, see it. You went ridiculously high pitched then, and that's for me saying that. <laughs> that's my offended. Well, here we are. SummerSlam 2019 predictions. There they are. I then posted them. The only thing I haven't done in recent times is then posted the result. Mm. Because I then have mm. a results um, file, which is color coded based on who got them right, who got them wrong, and then a ranking at the bottom. I've never seen this before. All right, everyone doesn't need to know how boring your fucking life is. <laughs> I don't think it, I find it really interesting. You know what? You can do the fucking predictions then. <laughs> I, I want to see the trend. I basically want confirmation that I am the best at predictions. Well, I can put together the the results from all the ones we've done this year, but it's been quite inconsistent. I mean, I have. We did March, but then we didn't do Mania in that format because we were there. We did Money in the Bank. I'd we did put my hand up and say that I did win the WrestleMania predictions. Yeah, you did. Which is the granddaddy of them all. No, I don't call it that anymore. So, so technically, I am your granddaddy. Okay. Of you all. Are we going to wrap this up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've been trying for fucking about 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty much it, isn't it? So we'll get some predictions out there. Follow us at PWP on Twitter. Um, you have been listening to the People's Wrestling Podcast. I have been your host. And we will... Will we see you next week? 
we will see you next week.